That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant voodoo track tires, turbo-force deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. Hey, Dave here from DC On Screen. If you're following us on Facebook, you might have seen us posting our work that has been sent to fans. This was sent to fans of DC On Screen as part of a promotion. How can you get your own artwork? Simply go over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us good ratings or reviews. Or, you know, bad ones if you just gotta be a dick. And then email us at dconscreen at gmail.com. Tell us who you want us to draw, who you want to draw it, Dave or Jason, and leave us an address. If you like, you can send us pictures of yourself with the drawing after we send it, and uh, we'll post it to our Facebook page where you can tag yourself. This promotion ends March 31st, by the way, so you have to get those reviews in. Jason, do you have anything else to add? It's a little for a lot, Dave. It's a little for a lot. It is a little for a lot. We try so hard. We need your help. We're asking. Our humble offering. Humble. Like pie. (laughs) Anyway, man, settle back, listen to a brand new episode of DC On Screen starting right the hell now. Welcome in to DC On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason. Hello. And we are... This is the 130th episode of DC On Screen. Oh, I like round numbers. Round numbers. Today we're talking about Legends of Tomorrow, 108, Night of the Hawk. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 So... Yeah. I don't... We had a role reversal thing going on between me and you last week, so... um... Yeah... Like I didn't dig the episode, and you did, and uh, I, 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 unfortunately have to report that I, I didn't like this one any better. They, I, they've been on a slump for a couple of weeks for me. I didn't like it as I didn't like. I liked a couple of things, like they mentioned Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Ha 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 ha! Yeah. <laughs> I always love I, a good Nurse Ratchet reference. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, I like the nth metal meteorite. Okay, that made me very happy. And I'll, I'll say this up front. What I what I mean to say by I didn't enjoy it as much is um, they didn't accomplish as much on this episode. It we didn't uh, I didn't we didn't get anywhere or it, at least not anywhere fast enough. We did a bunch of stuff that was kind of medley. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't advance my story at all. Um, it advanced a couple of the side things, but I, honest to God, the 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 greatest thing about this episode is, uh, and I hate like I feel so fucking redundant because I feel like we say this every week, but Snart, because mm-hmm. at this point I care more about his emotional progression post Mick than I do the rest of humanity. I, I like you can keep Star City twenty forty six for all I fucking care. I want to see how this cat deals. Yeah, I, I want to know what happened. Like at one point, someone says. Uh... Or no, I think maybe even Cold says uh, in reference to Mick, and we all know how that turned out. And I'm like, mm. no, we don't. I no, I think it was, um, I think it was Jax because Jax was giving him some real shit the oh, whole episode. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, Which no, I, we don't. I dug that because it was it finally gave Jax something absolutely pointful to do. Yeah, um, but like I said though, we don't know. We didn't see what exactly happened. Man, I ain't seen a body. I ain't seen a body. I ain't seen a body. Um, I do. I kind of think he froze him in that time and stashed him, and I think he's gonna steal the wave rider and go back for his friend. Maybe that's, that's all, my that's my goal right done. now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this, I think so. Um, I really loved uh, American Rip. That was really entertaining. He has a decent uh, accent too. Yeah, like he he and uh, Snart go in pretending pretending to be uh, federal agents. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that. Um, hey, Snart can be threatening with a pencil, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is my favorite. I've seen Vandal Savage. Just this one scene where he's mm-hmm. got the the hawk per, like the hawk creature like, screeches at him and he calls back at it. He goes. Rah! <laughs> 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 you like the shriek off? Yeah, it was so weird. It was just like he was like it looked like he was enjoying himself so much, like this thing shrieking at him. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no, that, that is absolutely something I would do. Like, did you guys just realize absolutely. how how weird Casper Crump is in this role, and just decide to lean the hell into it? Because, <laughs> by the way, if that's what happened, fuck yes. Let yeah. him off the chain, yeah. man. Yeah, let him just get weird with it. He doesn't just have it. to snarl at people the whole time. Let him get weird with it, yeah. Oh, uh, funny thing, I know you don't know this, but mm. funny thing I noticed about um, about Vandal's character in, in this episode, he was uh, masquerading as a doctor named Curtis Knox, and yeah. um, Dean Kane played an immortal doctor named Curtis Knox on Smallville. <laughs> and they were they wanted him to be Vandal Savage, but they would the studio wouldn't let him be Vandal Savage. They wanted Dean Kane for Vandal Savage? Yeah. Wow. Which looking like looking back, I would have been on board with more than Casper been, Crump. It wouldn't have been too bad. I haven't minded Casper Crump nearly as much as you have though. Yeah. Um just at all, nearly as much. I, I've I I kind of I like I get what you're saying, but I like his demeanor for the most part. I, mm-hmm. I I think it was just purely a matter of like you know, do you like peanut butter or chocolate kind of thing. I, I I've kind of dug that snarl, and you kind of haven't. It's, I don't know if there's anything more to it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. By the way, I think it's time to change Ray's costume. Really? I kind of want to see it more like the comic books. Like I want to see like I don't, I think the thing I hate the most is like that big shield over his face. Well, it comes in handy when he needs to um. You know, go underwater or go in space or something. I don't they, know. They, they can have a you know what the character can do. It, yeah, I wouldn't want him to sacrifice any of the functionality that he currently has. He'd just have to kind of streamline everything down. Well, I mean, at this uh, point, they could probably. I would say they could streamline it and like have a lot of features built into the suit that you can't see that just kind of like pop out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the idea that they have like the practical effects going on, little things turning and Those stuff. Those little servos cool. are, are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that, but I and I, I, I like that they they seem to have them set on a slightly randomized timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, each one of them, and you know, from the Fat Man on Batman interview with Ryan and Ralph, um, uh, uh, this is where I picked this little piece of knowledge up. But yeah, those like there's a button on the side of his suit that he hits, and those things are live action mechanics. Mm-hmm. They don't add those in post or anything. So those are just actual things turning on his side. And I've been watching him ever since that, trying to pick out like a timing to it, and I can't find mm-hmm. a timing to it. Like they they did a good job with that shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. It's not like a real sticking point for me or anything. It was just something I kind of noticed. Like, dude, we've had, like, everyone has gotten costume upgrades, like, every year except for Ray. Like, Ray's suit pretty much looks like exactly like it did when he from when he first started being the Atom. Well, it's only been within this season, though, that he's had the costume at all. I mean, he had it at the end of season three, but I, I feel like the functionality... Let me put it this way. The look of it, I agree. Between the end of season three of Arrow and... Uh, 
you know, the season four arrow slash LOT mm -hmm. progression. Yeah, it looks the same. But they added the actual shrinking part during season four. So I think, you know, I'm going to be happy with just that modification until, mm -hmm. you know, season five of Arrow slash season mm -hmm. two of Legends, which are both, again, if you didn't hear us on in a previous podcast, both happening. Yep, they have been renewed. Yeah, don't, I'm not getting... Don't forget the Flash. It's it, coming along, too. Yeah, I'm not trying to give it too much shit. I just, you know, as far as that's concerned, I'm just, you know... I would like it to look a little more like the comic book version. I kind of want to see Ray's face a little better most of the time. I can see that. Uh, I can see that. And he's clever enough. He'll... I mean, he could streamline it if he wanted to. Um... Yeah, I love that Ray was so in love with Vandal Savage's casserole. <laughs> I can't Say believe you're you eating that. Say what you want. He makes one hell of a casserole. <laughs> 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 they uh, put out a uh, a meme of of uh, Van. I think it was actually the the studio put out a uh, a picture of Vandal holding that casserole dish, uh -huh. and, and it said, "You may be a time master, but I am master of the casserole." <laughs> 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 oh, and even the what he called it, he called it a tuna surprise. It's kind of one of those. Uh, it's one of those things that if I tried to serve you a tuna surprise in 2016, you would you would uh, maybe just throw up on my hands. But dude, that was a real recipe, uh, not necessarily a real recipe, but that's how things used to be named in like the 50s. It was uh -huh. if you flip through a 50s cookbook, you find a bunch of shit like that, like gelatin surprise. Right. <laughs> By the way, there's a lot of gelatin in 50s cooking. Go look that shit up. Mm -hmm. It's weird. They were all kinds of happy about Jello. Mm-hmm. So uh the hot killers. What do you why do you think there were hot killers just the zombie think, gargoyles? Yeah, do you think it'll have like a tie in with like Hawkworld or anything? Nah, I doubt it. I think it's I just, I just think doubt it, it. I just think it's weird that all he does is, is inject the shit directly from the rock into a person and they become hawk people. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know, man. Nth metal meteorite. I can't fucking And he well, says though, like this, you know, I was exposed to it and it made me immortal. Other people uh -huh. get exposed to it, turns them into a zombie gargoyle. Um, and I really, my notes, I, I wrote down like zombie gargoyles, and then right next to it, I wrote, "Ow, hawk bastards, gotcha." <laughs> 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 I thought, I thought about it for a second. No, wait, no, yeah, ow, yeah. yeah, oh, that's what those guys are. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. No. I'm gonna need there to be an actual explanation, and <laughs> that shit better be Thanagar. Uh, I have Look, the distinct fear that 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 flock of creatures might be the closest you get to Thanagar, and the mention be. of nth metal. That makes no sense. Like nothing about this makes any sense. That like it's just. Oh, I, I mean, I, trust me, I'd love them to trace down the meteorites and find yes. themselves in Thanagar. Yes, it make me very happy. But there, you Absolutely. still. Have, it's one of those things where you you. In the world of comic books, it's enough to just say it affected my physiology this way, it affected your physiology this way. I don't know, giant alien crater. But it's, that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's it qualifies as good enough for, for no, your average. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, it'll hang in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trust me, I'd like a little bit more, but I don't need to get into because like, you can also just pull in like uh, genetics. Yeah, but and you know, make if up some actually, terms and. Like what okay. if what if these meteorites were like what if they were created during the uh like the big Ron Thanagarian war or something, you know? And oh, fantastic. uh they were they were created as biological weapons against you know I the Thanagarians created it so like it would turn their opponents into hawk creatures who would like, I don't know, become cannibalistic and attack themselves. <laughs> That would be good. 
Yeah, what do we got? I mean, we're right, gonna season the, two. The, let's, let's let's jump around the galaxy a bit, guys. Come on. Or just you know, one of the planets didn't make it. Like Thanagar finally just gets destroyed, physically destroyed, and the mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the flotsam and jetsam makes it where makes its way across space, and part of the exploded planet has landed on Earth and made a Vandal Savage and a Hawk Girl. See, I would love to see this. I would love to see the space cop version of this. Like, let's do all the versions of Hawkman and Hawk Girl. See, let's that's where I would it. like if if we we're can. not going to get Hawkman and Hawk Girl next season, which I, they're still talking about whether they want to change up the cast, kind of like do a reshuffle every every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if we're not going to get the Hawks back, that's where I would love them to retire. Is let's go chase down Thanagar, and they realize that the you know the, the their spiritual home, their their spiritually ancestral home, I guess, like the thing mm-hmm. they're connected to is uh a dire need of a few a few good people so uh mm-hmm. that's where they like for me that'd be okay for them to be in like thanagar all of season two and i know they're out there being space cops yeah that would be awesome that'd be awesome they go visit them mid-season have a little thanagar ranian war episode you know mm-hmm. yes yes please by the way i'm so I'm gone, um... I've, I've mentally i've gone from approving of that idea to pleading for it <laughs> 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 yes let's do that Mm-hmm. So you and I had some real issues with this, mostly dealing with them being in 1958. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we went up on opposite sides of the same problem, though. Like, Sounds right. You you kind of felt like they you, they shouldn't have even messed with any of the the bigotry or anything. They should just move on and not do 1958. Essentially, is that correct? Uh, kind of, yeah. Um, because it for me it was a it's a straw man argument. Because uh, we're in 2016. We all know that racist, racism, homophobia, sexism, they're bad. We're aware of this. Like It's its just mm-hmm. its common knowledge now. We're not like, yeah, you got to fight for the fine points of it. But the base idea is kind of accepted. Um, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I know there's like a few million people that aren't on board with that. But, you know, those guys. <laughs> the, the, the majority of us, the overwhelming majority are aware that these are bad things. So, yeah. You're just bringing up something that you're you're not accomplishing anything. Uh, you brought up you brought up this uh, this poor closeted girl in the in the fifties. Well, mm-hmm. as uh, as Stein points out, you didn't really help her that much, right? Um, which that's that's up to her, you know. Like she's someone kind of opened the door for her, and if she wants to go through it and and brave her way through this town in the fifties, being a lesbian, you know, God, it's going to take some heart and good luck. But. <sighs> They, it, no one's on the other side of this issue. Is my point? <laughs> they didn't accomplish anything. They just kind of wasted my time. And in, in a in a series called Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. I want to do twenty forty six shit. I want to go to you know. I want to see the Legion. I want to. There's all this stuff I want to do that doesn't involve wasting any of my time on stuff that I'm already on board with. Mm. I think my my argument is that. They they've gone okay yeah they they're from the future but it's so it's a future so far removed that yeah they could they should be some most of them not Stein but most of them should be a little shocked by it well yeah Stein's been daydreaming about this kind of futuristic mm-hmm. technology futuristic kind like he's been living there mentally for so long and Ray too are such well, futurists that they're not going to be completely like gobsmacked by anything they're going to think right. I knew that was possible most of the stuff they see. Well, no, I'm talking about like the racism and bigotry of of oh. 1958. Oh, okay. They shouldn't, but like most of these characters are are young enough, or 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 are from a future so far removed from 1958 that right. they should be like it was this bad. Except it's really not that bad as depicted in this episode because they kind of I, I kind of feel like and 
here's the thing. Like the showrunners were talking about like, oh yeah, we're going to go to 1958 and we're going to explore bigotry and all the terrible things that people had to do. <sighs> okay. So that's what they were gunning for. And mm-hmm. they completely failed. I can think of a quantum leap episode, <laughs> two quantum leap episodes that just like hurt to watch. Like, I, I know the one you're talking about. Well, I mean, there are a couple of them. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> there's one where Sam gets, uh, thrown into the body of a, of a black man in, in the fifties and goes to sit down at a bar much as Jax does in this episode. That's the one I remember. Oh, by the way, heads up, uh, or, or <coughs> shout out to Jax here for mentioning Biff. <laughs> right. It made me like Jax a lot more. He got some points yeah. with that. Yeah. I think he also talked about the enchantment under the sea dance. Or no, someone mentioned it to him. I can't remember um, either. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know, like, I feel like these guys, these these people, these legends, we're going to call them, the team, uh-huh. they're idiots. <laughs> they Largely, keep making yeah. <laughs> terrible decisions, and it's been it's been made clear to them over and over again, stick to what we're, we planned out. Now, mm-hmm. this time, and I don't know why, but Rip is an idiot, this time, like, it's 1958, how about you not throw Kendra and Ray together just because those characters are kind of dating in the show right now? Right. How about we not throw them together as a married couple in 1958? That doesn't make sense. How about we You're not send Jax out? Trouble. How about we alone. not send Jax in out in 1958? Yeah, don't send Jax out alone in 1958 to go talk to some random white girl who's waiting for her boyfriend to come back. Right. Like, That's yeah. not, I mean, a uh, little bit of foresight here. Just a wee bit of foresight. And if they're going to have their characters be so naive, I think those guys, those white dudes who were pissed off at him talking to her should have dragged him out and beaten him or something. Like, let's show <laughs> the consequences. Like, and send him to a black hospital because guess what? That's what they would have happened. Right. Damn there segregated are, hospital or some shit. Yeah, yeah, there are segregated hospitals. Um, let's actually do that. If you if you guys are going to, like, jump into this. And, yeah, the... Uh, which there's there's still in 1958 next week, so maybe they'll jump a little a little deeper into this. I did kind of get those feelings of like you know anger stirring in me and like oh no stirring in me when that cop pulled uh, Jax over. Oh no, yeah, I mean you you like you want Jax to just drag his ass in the woods and beat him because that's just kind of mm-hmm. what you want to happen to bigots because that's where we are. Then but again, if I was a cop, or anyone though, who pulls over a black guy and says "boy," just fuck that yeah. guy. God damn it. But if I was a cop of any race and I saw anybody with a girl who had blood pouring out of her neck, <laughs> I'd probably beat him over the head with, with a no, blood no. too. No, I look, just... <laughs> if I approach a situation, and, like if, if you've got somebody in your passenger seat that's bleeding and you were driving in the direction of a hospital, because by the way, this is his town. He should know if you're driving to or fro uh, like an emergency medical help, right? Mm-hmm. If I see a bleeding passenger... You get out of the car and tell me that you've got a bleeding passenger and you're driving mm-hmm. in the in the direction of a hospital. The correct thing to do is to tell you to get back into your car, drive in front of you and turn your lights on. Mhm. That's how that like that's the rational approach to a, to that to, Absolutely. To, to finding that. Like yes. But you, this is but this is a cop who's in league with Vandal Savage. So he has right. no rational approach. He's <laughs> seen hawk creatures and goes, "Okay." Right. He's looking at him going, you're going to make a fine hawk creature, boy. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I felt like the show should have been a little more brutal with what they were, what they were going for. Also, one, one thing that's really interesting and, and odd to me, and I understand why they're doing it, but uh, they got backlash 
at some point. Um, Sarah is not a straight up lesbian. She's bi. Yeah, that's been established. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know why, but it became like a, a backlash situation when she kind of comes back and we're like, oh, we knew she was with Nyssa, but oh, yeah, now she's boning Oliver again. It became like, oh, right. you changed her back. Like, yeah, it became like a big deal for some reason with a bunch of the fans. Yeah. So now know. it's like in this series, they have almost completely ignored any hint that she ever liked dudes. Like, she'll just kick some dudes' asses and be like, I don't like you, but maybe your lady over there. Who, by the way, <laughs> looks just as skeezy as the dude that she's like turning down. Um, I, I don't know. That dude looked real skeezy. And that makes for a fine joke. I mean. Yeah, sure. It's just sure. not. You know, eh. I don't know. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if they'll ever get back around to Sarah being bisexual. Eh. It, or if it, it hasn't keep... been useful to mention it, I think, is what it amounted to. Maybe. It's Maybe. been more I'm... useful as, a, as a, a, a device to have her be just in a relationship with a girl at any time. Or I... at least flirting with girls. Yeah. I've been, I've just been curious as to whether or not, because I know there was a big backlash. I was just curious as to whether or not. They were actually going to just be like, well, we just won't mention that again. Now, here's the other part, though. I kept waiting for her to go back to the wave rider and being like, does this, does, does that nurse have any effect on the future? Does she ever have a family? Does she ever do anything that matters? Mm-hmm. And when they say no, her being like, let me show you this place. <laughs> it's like, does she, is she relevant to the timeline? Not really. Can, can she come with me? I want to take yeah. her with me. Because uh, just like, when Oliver uh, kissed Felicity before breaking up with her, mm-hmm. dude, you, Sarah, you kissed this girl and you're like, maybe I'll see you again someday. Dick move. It absolutely is. I mean, it's it it's fine if you know the context. If 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 both of you are being flippant about the fact that you're never going to see each other again, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe just if you're if it's just lip service and you both know it, that's one thing. But if you just come into this girl's life, showed her an entirely different version of how she could live her life. And let's face it, gotten yourself a little bit infatuated with her, and vice versa. Um, yeah, absolute dick move. Mm-hmm. Like, how long is that woman going to sit around waiting to see if Sarah comes back? Hopefully not long. You know, give it a couple of weeks to kind of get over the, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, the, the fun little first romantic feelings, and then hopefully go mm-hmm. back. Hopefully go back to her life, but, you know, with a little bit more courage to do what she really wants to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I just... I, but what, what killed me is that it didn't even occur to Sarah. Like, she was just like, mm, nah, leave your ass in 1958. I'm good. Yeah. yeah but, know. you know. know. Well, they did uh, give her the out, though, awesome. that, you know, since she's come back, it's uh, they they get her to describe how emotions have been affecting her since she's been, you know, newly undead. And mm-hmm. they kind of make it sound like it's a little bit like having all these emotions for the first time. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, we all remember being like 13 and 14. It was, shit was weird, right? The, um... Mm-hmm. No. I don't know what age. Well, what age exactly? You realize shit was weird, but at some point you you can get to a point. I think I always point where do. you start you start having you know kind of emotions that you can't account for, and you don't have the perspective to put them in a a useful place. And I, I felt like that was what they were trying to say. She's dealing with right now. I think I always felt like shit was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember knew. a. I don't remember a time when shit wasn't weird in some capacity where I was just like. <laughs> Oh no! Everything's and, normal and We're good. You, you, and you know me, and you know this is this is true. I mean, you don't know, no, but knowing me, you should know is true. <laughs> I met all every weird feeling or every 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 bit of that with uh, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, I'm going to have to deal with this kind of crap now. Shit. You know, I was I was perfectly okay just watching Transformers. I don't understand. Right. First All time I you ever got jealous, you're like, was... oh, my God. I was hoping I was going to be one of the people that wasn't a jealous guy. Shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I was perfectly happy wondering why, you know, the real Ghostbusters and the Ghostbusters never teamed up. Right. I was perfectly yeah. happy and not understanding why the GoBots and the Transporters, uh, Transformers never uh, teamed up. Basically, uh, yeah, I've been this guy, the guy that I am, that's li- that you guys are listening to. I've been him <laughs> since I was about four, three or four. Like, like much, of the, act- much of the original draft remains unchanged. <laughs> I actively remember wondering when the Thundercats and the Silverhawks would team up. Right. They never did. <laughs> but i knew the animation was enough was similar and it was probably the same company right it's a little oh, unfulfilled man. hole in your childhood mm, yep oh come um, on rankin bass make it happen <laughs> <laughs> come on warner brothers i know you own it oh did uh did you like um i i enjoyed sarah's little threats to snart like four days mm-hmm. i like that gag mm-hmm. yeah it was pretty good Oh, they uh, they said something later in the episode where um, uh, Snart at some point Snart says like he was right about something, and I, I I just remember thinking, you know what? He's right. He's always fucking right. The show has never mm-hmm. shown him to be wrong about anything. If Snart says something, listen to it. Period. I think it was uh, I think it had had to do with Jacks running around in 1958 alone. Probably, yeah. Oh, I did love the Sarah line. I was liberating her with an option to seduce her later. Right. I did. I did. I did laugh. <laughs> Um, right, right. That may be the most I've liked Sarah ever. That's true. Oh, I just liked the, uh, she pulls out her little, um, I'm sure there's a name for that stick. I don't know it though. Uh, bow stick maybe. But, yeah, um, bow, bow staff maybe. Bow staff maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she pulls that out and just whacks this, uh, this creature and kind of turns to her nurse friends like, I'll explain later. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I won't and I'll leave and never come back. Right. <laughs> but the the girl picks up on it quick, like, well, didn't know I was dating a ninja. Or didn't know I was, I was having romantic feelings for a ninja. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Out there Bruce Lee in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had, I, I had one thought with, uh, you remember, when, right, so Jax gets pulled over, though, and uh, he, he tells the cop what's going on, and then he turns to walk back to his car, and for there's that moment where I was like, no, Jax, you can't turn your back on a racist. This is going to end poorly. Yep. I get always, every time I see someone do that scene, I always remember the, uh, like the fear and loathing line. You know, you can, uh, uh, what is it? Like you can turn your back on a, on a man, but you can never turn your back on a drug. Yeah. <laughs> yep. One of my that favorite is, lines. And it's also it line, yeah. irrefutably true. Mm-hmm. That was good advice. <laughs> um, Hey, when they were doing the, uh, when uh, Ray and Kendra were doing that little uh, heist, I'll call it, mm-hmm. for, um, so he could sneak in, she's got the binoculars over there, and it was like, I can't remember the name of that Jimmy Stewart mo- movie. Was it just called The Neighbor, I want to say, or something? Um, gosh, what was that movie called? I couldn't remember the name of it, but I kept, I, it, I, it kept reminding me of it. Um, let me see. I know I'm going to hate looking it up, but I have to. I don't right, know. Right, right. I was hoping you'd just know because it was bothering me too, and I hadn't gotten to look it up yet. Rear window. That sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. But did it? Did that one? Yeah. Was it just me? Or? Nah, it was just you. <laughs> I'm alone. You're alone in the universe. We all knew forever that. Forever and always. I knew that to be indelibly true because Snart told me that. Everything dies alone. <laughs> Who 
was it that said that? I think it was Karl Marx that like had a really nice nurse while he, he was on his deathbed. I want to say it was Marx. He was on his deathbed and had this he had this really sweet nurse that was like trying to do a good job with him, but he was an ornery old fuck at this point. Uh huh. I say at this point as though he wasn't always an ornery young slash middle aged then old fuck. But mm-hmm. he said something about everyone dies alone and said it so mean that she actually finally gave up on him and left. And then a few minutes later, he died. It's like he was waiting to be alone to prove himself right mm-hmm. and had to be mean to this poor hospice nurse to get her out of the fucking room so he could be right about it. Of course, it was Karl Marx, yeah. so he just wanted to be right about one goddamn thing before he died. Mm-hmm. That whole communism <laughs> thing didn't, didn't play out like he was hoping. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to, I wanted to check and see, because here's the sad thing. I had to look up the... Uh, the name of that movie, The Rear Window. Uh-huh. Um, but I was pretty sure I remembered the name of the Simpsons episode that parodied it. Oh, I remember the name of the home movies episode that parodied it. <laughs> well, the Simpsons episode was Bart of Darkness. <laughs> Bart of Darkness. <laughs> and like Bart like breaks his leg and he gets a he gets the telescope, he's like looking around. He thinks Ned Flanders has killed his wife. He gets he gets becomes convinced of that. But before he sees Ned, he looks over and he sees Jimmy Stewart staring back at him and he goes, Hey, there's a sinister looking kid look <laughs> across the street. <laughs> that was good. But yeah, I, I'm somewhat saddened that I, I know the Simpsons parody of it, but I don't, I couldn't remember the name of the actual movie. I mean, home movies, it was uh, an episode called Definite Possible Murder. Uh, lots of in-show references to the rear window concept, like they did. They straight up did a parody. Mm. Um, it was it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Like much of that show. Yeah, home movies was well, pretty pretty solid. It was the shit. Pretty damn solid. <laughs> if you have to look up any one thing, go to. There's a, a rant in curses by uh, Coach McGurk, played by H. John Benjamin, where he's he's saying, he's saying like. He's cussing a lot, and Brendan kind of asked him about it. He's like, "No, no, like cussing for me is like it's like the everyday man's poetry, like Robert Robert Frost, like walking through the fucking woods." That's my. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I express myself, Brendan. <laughs> for me, like the to get <laughs> to introduce home movies to anybody, I always just YouTube. Uh, Coach McGurk sleep depri- deprivation. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Melissa, I haven't slept in three days. <laughs> Did you try laying down? No, 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 I didn't try that. Of course, I didn't try laying down and closing my eyes. You mean right. to tell me that all I have to do to go to sleep is lay down and close my eyes? All I have to do to go to sleep is go to sleep. That's your <laughs> advice. <laughs> I was just trying to help. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just that I haven't slept in three days. You just said that. I'm starting to forget things. <laughs> He's like, Brendan, I I haven't slept in four days. I, <laughs> I might conceivably just... Coach? <laughs> what? <laughs> just... I felt like you were just trying to say something there. And... Oh, that's wonderful. Sorry, Brendan. I haven't slept in four days. <laughs> anyway <laughs> a lovely little pitch for um home movies here at the end of the legends of tomorrow episode right oh chronos is back pitch. though uh, and i guess he has control of the wave rider now i guess whatever oh i had every time little... i see that guy i just like i'm just like and we are we are vr <laughs> what? it's just vr troopers it just looks like vr oh, troopers to okay. me all right all right <laughs> all right 
Um, I mean, I, I like the... Uh, they finally left somebody behind, so we'll, fi- we'll have to do an episode about that. So that'll be neat. Um, Chrono's taking over the ship. Eh, okay. Maybe that's cool. Because he hadn't been able to do much so far. I'd like to actually get under his mask and, you know... Yeah. Meet him, actually do something with him, other than just be a thing that, you know, harasses them at the end of an episode. Yeah, what... Well, that's... Yeah. It's one of the things that bugs me about Chronos. And another thing that bugs me about him is that him every yet? time... Every, yeah, every time we see him, they do like that shaky cam. They're like, we don't want you to see how bad this costume looks. We don't want you to see how bad this costume looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it has room for improvement. Oh, I had a question, a logistics question. Sure. Okay. I'm probably the wrong person to ask, but sure. I'm, I'm, see, I'm, this is why I'm curious. All right, so Vandal Savage, this is another reincarnation question. Vandal Savage, in the 50s, as Curtis Knox, mm-hmm. presumably has either already or intends to kill the Hawks, right? Yeah. Because he always does it. That's just part of his thing. He's on mm-hmm. life number, like, what? Probably 212 or something, like, around that area. Um, well, he does. he's just immortal. He doesn't have all these lives. He's just immortal. No, no, no. He just has the one life. Well, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know what dying for him is like. I mean, if he, I guess he just wakes up a few hours later. But he, I mean, he retains everything. He just, he's an immortal presence. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But he only gets to remain immortal if he kills the Hawks every time. Mm-hmm. That's how they've established it in the show. So right. if he Just kills done. a time-traveling hawk, mm-hmm. what happens during the course of that lifetime? Does he get to, like, bank one? Is it, a, like, a credit system? He gets an extra point, And later, when he gets to a lifetime where they're not there, because, like, when he gets to 2016, there there won't be a hawk girl to kill if she dies mm-hmm. in a previous time. So is he suddenly going to be mortal, or is, is his little immor- immortality meter going to be like, nope, we got you back. I remember you did that in the 50s. It's okay. Yeah, I think probably the second one. Yeah, you think the I second think one? Probably the case. Yeah. He just doesn't have to kill a hawk that, or he only has to kill one hawk during the 2016 timeline. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if they keep reincarnating, I mean, over the course of his main lifetime, I mean, he would only start to age a little bit, and then like, oh, there's a baby, and it's a hawk, kill it. <laughs> I mean, he seems to stay relatively unaged. I and I gather that even if he didn't manage to kill the hawks, um, mm-hmm. that it would take him still a good little while to die. I don't wow. even think he looks for him, honestly. Oh, he's always he looking for him. for him to show up. <laughs> no, 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 he's always looking for him. He says Is he's he? always looking for him when we meet him. Um, like he, he says he searched for them in every lifetime and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, he, uh, he's well, definitely on the I, then I, I wonder if it's like him. something he has to do. Like every every twenty years or so, he's like, hmm, I killed those hawks. Let's see, I killed those hawks about ten years ago, so they should be ten year olds now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's time I go searching for some hawks and then hunts them down and then like maybe he finds them when they're 15 or 16 and kills a couple 15-year-old hawklets. Yeah. And then hawklets. kind of I, I guess at that point he can just sort of screw around for a few more years until they get to an age where he can go find them and kill them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. See, he's not trying to kill Kendra though cuz he he's in love with her. Oh, no, he definitely he, tries to kill her. He keeps trying to get her to like be with him. Well, he well, he does. Uh, apparently the way they describe it, every lifetime he he tries, every lifetime she turns him down, and every lifetime he like rage kills her. Uh huh. Which seems hard to do because she, especially when they let her have her close up scenes, she's actually pretty hard to kill, like kill. She's not mm-hmm. an easy uh, it, dude, chicken fight. I just makes me wonder like why he's not like hanging out, you know, in the uh, in like the baby section over at the hospital, you know, whatever it's called, where he's like. <laughs> He's just like looking at a kid, like a like a newborn baby in a in a little crib, then going, "My beautiful Shiara." Right. Snap. They just let him in there. He could kill him now. He like goes over across town. Carter. Snap. 
saw a headline, Bird, Monsters, and Bigotry in Legends of Tomorrow Episode 8. (laughs) 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 All right, then. (coughs) But not enough bigotry to be realistic. Right. Just enough to waste your time with some straw men. (laughs) Nothing to make us reflect. That's why I think, like, it should have been, you know... To prove how stupid they are, like, oh yeah, you could, you can't just do this shit. You can't just run around in the, in the fifties and right. expect nothing to happen to you. Well, well I, you know, if you look at all right, the next episode is Left Behind, which by the way, we'll, we're going to be on a two week break from Legends of Tomorrow. It looks like. Um, oh, are they not coming back this coming up week? No, nah, it's the thirty first is the next episode. Ooh, so okay, was that yeah fourteen twenty one twenty eight or seventeen? Yeah, we're on a two week break. Um, it's called Left Behind, though, and mm-hmm. the the only episode, uh, the description I can find for it so far is Ray and, Ray and Kendra bond as a couple, and Sarah decides to return to the League of Assassins and Ray Shal Ghul. So we'll get our Ray back, it looks like. Wow. That is not what I wanted to hear. None mm. of that is what I wanted to hear for this coming up episode. I know, but um, it does look like they're going to let time pass, um, which, yeah, that that sounds like a good thing. Because um, it's gonna like they're gonna be left there for a few weeks, so we're gonna be in the mm-hmm. real world. You know, we're left here for a few weeks, and they will be too, and that'll be okay. Um, but yeah, they're gonna come back after a few weeks, where you know they've already had. Well, you know, uh, Ray and Kendra kissed at the end of the episode, so they'll have a few right. weeks to to explore their relationship in this shitty fucking town. And then, right. um, I guess Sarah just decides she's bored with the whole thing. Yeah. But you know what she's not gonna do is go back and kiss that nurse again, because that would be that'd be way too much to ask. Yeah. You know what I want to? Uh, what I want from the synopsis is Ray meets a befriends Ray befriends a man named Gene and tells him about a sci-fi show that he winds up creating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ray Ray runs into a young George Lucas. Yeah, they could do that. Like, oh, Ray, you know, like Gene sees uh, Ray's new friend. Gene sees that you know the multi-ethnic blah blah blah. With uh, Ray and his wife Kendra, they decide to make a multi uh, multi ethnic show about space travelers. Something, you right. know, uh, right? They could do and, that. Uh, Come Kendra on. decides you don't even to have take to say up Star Trek. Kendra decides <laughs> to take up acting and uh, loses the role Cleopatra to a young Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> That'd be a fine thing because she quote doesn't look Egyptian enough. Right. I just it guess just Sarah just gets bored with not having anybody to you know punch. I guess and decides to go back to the league because I don't know. Yeah. She's from Arrow, where character regression is pervasive, so. Mm. <laughs> can't can't okay. beat your roots, right? I guess not. I, uh, we gotta get this show on the road. We'll be back on Monday, I reckon, with Monday. a news episode. We'll Monday, probably Monday, Monday. post that on Tuesday. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. We can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. We are part of the Giant Size Team Up Network, giantsizeteamup.com. Go check out our buddies Matt, Carol, and Jeff Randall at the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, geez, until next time. <laughs> until next time, guys. You can guys. do this, Dave. And we'll try. We'll try again. And we'll try so hard. Okay, hold on. I believe in you. Uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. <laughs>